I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, Jen, uh, Alison was admiring my earrings. Look. Oh, very nice earrings, Maureen. Very nice. Yes, for a pound. Great. You can't even compliment her without getting the cost of every single item. <laughs> I'm worried your ears are going to go green or something. Yeah, there is strong, strong possibility that might She said yeah. that. She was like, they might go green. I was like, and then the cream you're going to have to buy is going to cost you 10 pounds and you lot. No, no I'm, I'm going to save us. Uh, anyway, I'm allergic to nickel, so yeah, it could be a problem. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's put, it's put a little bit of uh, a free son into the whole experience, doesn't it? Every time you put your earrings on. Uh oh, they might go green. Um, yeah, I can... so I, I like I like that 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 little edge of danger. Yeah, that risk when you're that wearing risk taking that I have. <laughs> Living life on the edge. Yes, people say that you're quite risk adverse, Maureen, but actually, not when it comes not when it to, comes to earrings. No. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, you've really nailed that. Anyway, they're very nice. I no, can't lovely. really see them, to be honest. That's why you should join our Patreon because then you can look at the video. Look, well, I mean, I don't join the Patreon, Maureen. I'm here. Yes. Join the Patreon. I move forward. I can't see them. <laughs> oh. No, I'm saying I can't, oh, you can't see, see them. them, you Wally. There, they're beautiful. Right. Oh, there they are. Yes, they do look like they might cause problems later. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing kind charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Okay, it's a morning record, so we're in our morning moods. How is everyone today? How was everyone's week? Well, I went to a cat cafe, Alison. I saw that. Well, we've peaked. That's the end of the show. Thanks very much. (laughs) We don't need to go any further. Nothing more needs to be said. (laughs) And Maureen has literally made this the best... Uh, this is the best section of this this section, which is normally, I, I will say, a bit baggy due to me not doing anything, has suddenly, <laughs> we've, we've gone a full 180. And, and tell us about this cat cafe then. I want to hear It's about not it. cheap. It was £15 for the hour, but it was raining. <laughs> it was horrible. I had time to kill. And it was my ideal cafe. There was no one else in there, really. No music. It was completely silent. There were sofas. So obviously I lounged on the sofa. 
Um, a lot of the cats was and full of cats, full of cats, but old cats. So most of them were asleep because that's what cats yeah. do. Um, but then I, I did one. There was one that was like I was being friendly to, and it was kept kissing my nose. I was like, oh my god, I've got such a way with with animals. And then the woman who works there went, oh no no, he does that to everyone. <laughs> Oh, why wouldn't she just know, sort of keep let you have that? Let you think that 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 he was being that that was a special that was thing a special for you. Thing for me. And then I was lying. I'm on heartbroken the... that they took that away from dear sweet Maureen. I was lying on the sofa <laughs> and I was about to get up because I was going to only do half an hour. And then this other cat, you know what cats are like, just came and slept on sat, sat on me and slept on me. And it was she was lovely as well. And then you got, you got free drinks. I only had two hot chocolates, so it was seven fifty a hot chocolate. But... <laughs> I was going to say it wasn't free, but um, fifteen pounds to absorb the atmosphere of being it, you've changed more. I know, never you've have changed. done that before. I, I don't normally I spend don't fifteen know. pounds, do I? But I begrudgingly spend. Well, we've just established that. I mean, by how much you spend on those earrings? <laughs> earrings, yeah. For you to spend fifteen pounds on anything, let alone a, a something where you're not, I know, left with anything at the end. I mean, to be fair, the weather was really shit, and I was like, oh, I just can't be bothered to wander around. Where was it? Liverpool. 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 That's I, my accent. I know. Oh, we're all backing out right now before we get angry scousers. Uh, I, <laughs> I wish I would have seen you in and amongst the cats. Because I feel like I would have seen you lying amongst your spirit animals. They are my spirit Like I kind animals. of feel. They're... Yeah. Cats okay. napping. That is your spirit is. animal. That is. Do you know my, my... I feel like Jamie's changed you. Do you know what? It, my neighbors call me. Their cat is Ripley and they call me Ripley too. Because they say all I do when I go to the house is lounge and eat. That is all you do. That's all you do when you come that to my house. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes Chloe will hover near Maureen going, Maureen, what do you think about the dishwasher? <laughs> Maureen goes, yes, yeah, useful, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Chloe will be like, would you like to put your plate in the dishwasher? <laughs> I'm really good at ignoring hints, aren't I? Really good. Like, half the time I don't get them. And then sometimes I do, but I just, I just act stupid. Yeah. And get away with it. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I, I would say that the, the ice is pretty thin now, Maureen, so take the plate to the dishwasher. <laughs> We've got a very large, successful portion of the podcast built on that alone. Yes, that's you, true. <laughs> that's true. And then, that is true. And then on the way back from Birmingham, I hit the big march. So it took me, Londoners will appreciate this, it took me an hour and a half to get from Finchley Road to Victoria. So it took me almost as long to get across one part of London as it did to get from Birmingham to London. Oh, it was God. a very long coach journey. Well, they're going to be every Saturday, so strap yourself in. Oh, are they? It, it was mm. massive. And we got to Victoria Station. That was rammed. Obviously, I made my way through. And then the trains, tubes are rammed, but I still got a seat. So I was pretty happy. Of course. Well, none of us doubted <laughs> that, did you, Alice? No. I, was that, I, I didn't even think to question no. that. No. No. I assumed you'd had two seats to yourself, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, if I could have got away with it, I would have done. So how was the... Oh, yeah, and I did my gig in Birmingham. You know, I run... I very run it. Oh, tell us about that. How that was that? Was... At Kitchen Garden yeah, Cafe? Yeah, that was absolutely oh, lovely. That Sold out. Really... Such a nice gig. Oh, such a lovely audience. That you've curated, Maureen. This... You created all of that. It was great. It's so yeah. nice. And the annoying thing is, I did 20 minutes of new stuff, like, for my show. And for some reason, I didn't record it. I thought I had, and I went to listen to it. Oh, God, that's so But Alison's doing it in January, aren't you, Alison? I am, you lovely lady. You put me on so I can plug my show in Birmingham. Did I mention that I'm going on tour? <laughs> I'm trying to get better at this, everyone. I'm trying to get better at this. I'm going on tour in January, February. You can come see me. Look at my social media. I am in Birmingham, Leicester, Sheffield, <laughs> Nottingham. 
any of the cities that I opened up for Jen is the city you, that you will find. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you going to Leeds as well? Did I'm setting Leeds? up a Leeds date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, um, Alison is a fantastic comedian. In fact, any of you that have come to see um, some of my shows up north with Alison supporting will know that already. Um, there's always fantastic feedback for you, Alison, after Thanks. you've been on stage, isn't there? So go see Alison. She's an absolutely brilliant comedian and you won't be disappointed. And a ray of sunshine, if I do say so myself. Thanks. What was it? A- Alison, do you remember, who was it that came up to you? Well, someone said, uh, well, I won't, I, I'll let you tell the story, but somebody approached you after the show, didn't they? Yeah. And so she, this lovely uh, girl who was waiting to have Jen sign her book, she bought Jen's book. And we're standing there and she's like, oh, I had never seen you before. I enjoyed you so much. It's like on stage, you were like, you're like our fairy godmother. Oh, that was, I looked at her and went, oh my God. A fairy yes. godmother who talks about marijuana and, you know, that kind of fairy godmother. Maybe that's why you're her fairy godmother. Fairy, fairy godmother that talks about marijuana and which side of the bed uh, he has to finish himself off. But other than that, just like... Just like your average fairy godmother. Just like really. your regular, you know. Uh, but it was so sweet. I was like, that is so nice that you picked up that vibe. Yeah. It's true to say that even when you're talking about stuff that, you know, <laughs> most people don't talk about, you do it in such a way that people go, she's so sweet. Isn't she lovely? She's, she's just so, so lovely. lovely. <laughs> she called that guy a cunt. And what an absolute treat that was for all of us. Such a gentle soul. <laughs> Whereas when I do it, people go, oh, she seems a lot. (laughs) She seems, if anything, too much. Um, God. Yes, Alison's on tour. Have a look at Alison's website. Um, And uh, Alison, what's your website's name? Alison June Smith? Smith Smith.com, yeah. So it's just Alison June Smith. Put it on in there. You'll find me. Alison with a Y. Don't be putting it with an I. Okay. I'm not one of those. No. Not that there's anything wrong with any of those. If you're out there, please keep listening. We love you. Jen, what have you been up to? (laughs) On tour? Um... Yes, um, I had five, uh, I did like almost seven shows in a row. Well, no, I had one day off. Honey. But pretty much seven shows back to back with one day off, which was spent traveling. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest, that's the last big chunk of the tour. By the time this um, episode goes out, my tour will have finished um, at uh, the Nottingham Playhouse. So we've got two more shows to do with um at the Manchester Royal Exchange in Nottingham Playhouse, both of which I will have Alison and Maury supporting me at. So that will be fun. So, yes, I mean, God, let's not dwell on that. We've done it. <laughs> how many it's How done. many shows in total, Jen? How many shows in total has it been that you I have done? It's, I can't. I thought it was 115. Then my my producer said 116, but I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's 100 been a lot. It's been a lot. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think we've done enough. What what was quite interesting is because um, uh, I've been doing bits and bobs of stuff uh, with some people that are from America and they're like, how on earth can you do 115 dates in the UK? And I went really easily. I said, there's loads of places I didn't even go to. I said, it could have been 200 dates. So like, but your country is the size of the, of New York state. And I went, I know, I know. It, does, it doesn't make sense to any of I said, some of the some of the venues that I did were like 15 miles from each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but people won't travel down to, like I did um, Plymouth and then I did Launceston the next day and Launceston is really not far from Plymouth. Uh, and I said to my producer, I went, 
you know, why have we got Launceston when we're doing Plymouth? And he was like, because people in Launceston, that's Cornwall, don't go down to Plymouth in Devon. They'll only they'll only go and see a show in Cornwall. And I went, oh my God. Okay, so that's why. So yes, it's very easy to do hundreds of dates uh, in the UK, which is why people like Jason Manford and Sarah Millican and, you know, maybe not Michael McIntyre anymore, but they can tour... Ed Byrne is a classic example. He can do 200 dates at, at minimum at every time he tours. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we've learned from this tour? That uh, will not be happening. Yeah. I will never do that. That's okay. Um, but yes, it's great. So well done, me. And and then uh, it hasn't happened yet, but it has happened. But at this point, it hasn't happened. But when this comes out, it will have happened. The three of us will have had a little celebration mm-hmm. to say it's over well done us congratulations well done us thanks for making us a part of this yeah. well Maureen pretty much did the first leg yeah of the tour um you've done a big chunk of the second and third leg uh and so yeah of course you're all part of the tour it's all, you're all part of it it's that the show is isn't just me it's it's Everyone in the show, as uh, I often get messages going, I absolutely loved watching Maureen or Alison or Katie Mulgrew or Ingrid Dala or whoever's supporting me. So there you go. You're so lovely. Well, look at us. Alison, what about your week? I haven't even asked you. I always do that. Go, forget Alison. Oh, it's, it's fine. Hey, the fairy godmother, that made me happy. Let me live in that for my week experience. <laughs> that that was a nice moment for me. That was a nice moment for me. It, it's, you know, we've got to grab these compliments, haven't we? Because if we get on social media, the other stuff is... Yeah, yeah, I'm still living in that. So we've all had a week, (laughs) but it's time to turn back to the younger, that is Maureen. And she has a moment and it's a be more Maureen. What is it, Maureen, for the love of God? I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. (laughs) I was like, sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? (laughs) It was oh. fine in the end, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> well, actually, it's a moment shared with uh, one of our big fans, Bren Sorensen and the twins. And uh, I was at a gig. Well, they were at a gig that I was on at. And I went to, I saw them, went to greet them. And I couldn't really hug them. And I was like, this is a bit funny. And then I realised my cardigan was upside down. Not inside out, but upside down. So the... I, so the wait, wait. On what? I, okay, yeah, so the on. so the neck was where the bum is. Uh, <laughs> how how long okay. have you existed with it like that? Oh, uh, who knows? Probably all evening. Okay. And then okay. and then I said, all right. And then I put it back on again, up the right way up, but inside out. And then it got even better. So I chatted to them. And then as I was walking out the room, I hadn't been on yet. I was walking out the room. This woman came up to me. Um, just by the by the way, your dress is in your knickers. Um, oh, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Alex's face. Okay, but no, but it, uh, but it doesn't finish there. I know. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh my god! So, oh my god! So it, she goes, "Your dress is in your knickers." So I, I took the dress out and I said to, because I was on with comics I'd never gigged with before. So I said to the comic I was talking to, "Didn't you notice that my dress was in my knickers?" And he went, "Well, I thought it was part of your act." <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. So, like, I just thought. Right. So he didn't say anything because he thought, well, it's obviously it's her character. You know, she pretends to have. Yeah, it. she's big on the visual gags, Maureen. And I just thought, could you imagine if I'd gone on stage with my dress in my knickers and the ones who've been sitting there going, when's she going to refer to the fact that her dress is in her knickers? I well, I mean, nobody in your audience would have done that. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> in your audience would have gone, 
Is someone going to tell more no, about the dress? No, that wasn't in Birmingham. So it wasn't my, it was like a... Oh, was no, it? Where was it? It was in Liverpool. Awesome. <laughs> oh, it was that hot water. Awesome. Oh, awesome. No, they would not have known. They would not no, have known. No, and so it was, it was like I'd spent, I'd, I'd gone to the toilet just before, so I'd probably spent 10 minutes with my dress and my knickers in a green room full of men and no one, no one None of them? Oh. None of them. They all thought, it, I think they all thought it was either character act or that was, you know... Or they, or they just didn't know how to <laughs> tell you. Oh, so I came very close, having quite an embarrassing be more Maureen. Oh, thank you to that woman who, told, who spotted it and told me. Yes, thank you to that woman. Oh, God, Maureen. Wow. Although, although, to be honest, out of any of us, if that had happened to you, you would have taken it in your Oh, spine. yeah, I would have just said, fuck it. I'd nick- Pulled it out and carried on. <laughs> I mean, at least I've got knickers yeah. on. Do you know what I mean? Well, if you hadn't had knickers on, how would it have got stuck they in there? It wouldn't have been able to stuck yeah, in there. That... I know. It could have got, yeah. got stuck in the tights, <laughs> couldn't it? Oh, the tights, that could have got stuck in your fishnets. I mean, thank God you were wearing oh, underwear. Yeah. yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, but, you know, particularly with your relationship with um, fishnets and getting stuck to things. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah. Uh, Maureen, that was quite a classic. That's a and, good one. Um, you can't, we can't fault that one, actually, can we, Alison? No. I don't no. think there's anything, I mean, apart from the cardigan, putting that uh, cardigan upside down. The cardigan is... And I, and I would urge you, because I have been behind you a couple of times coming out of the toilet, just have a little squint back <laughs> just to check what's... If you can feel a breeze. Oh, no. The thing is, I wouldn't I didn't feel anything. Clearly. Uh, just have a little... <laughs> little look. A little look. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Well, uh, Maureen, that was very entertaining. Thank you very much for your... Excellent. Excellent. Money moment. Uh, let us turn now to Alison, who has got a problem. Someone has asked her about it, and it's it's, it's time for her to answer. It's, uh, it's, ah, uh, ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice, I ain't using it. Hey, thank you so much. Again, thank you everyone for writing in. I gotta say, I'm getting more people writing in than ever before, and it makes me so, so happy. I'm so grateful. Thank you very much. When I first started this, I was like, if anyone wants my uh, opinion, I'll be surprised. So it's really nice. It's really nice to have this. So thank you. Here's a good one, and I think a lot of people can relate to this one, all right? Uh, My husband is being made redundant early next year after 30 years working for the same company. He hasn't said much, bar discussing the redundancy package, but I can tell he is feeling dejected by the situation. How do I support him through this over the coming months. Okay, look, this is a hard one, but the first thing I want him to know or you to know is that you are not alone in this. In fact, I Googled this and I looked it up and did you know that this year, 2023, appears to become the year of redundancies? All of the stuff that happened with Brexit, pandemic, yada, yada, this is the year that it's really hitting. So you're not alone, which I don't know if that provides you with any comfort, but I think you're going to see this around a little bit. So you're not alone. He's not the only one. So, okay. So some of the things that I think you could do, okay? Again, not a therapist, just given some advice, some things I looked up. Um, I want to praise you already for being on top of of being concerned about his mental health, his feelings, even before he's bringing it up. Good for you. You're already a step ahead of things if you're already thinking about that. 
Because often when people lose a job, it it is a loss. So he is going to go through a mourning period, you know. There's not much you can do during this other than just support him, right? Um, Because they're going to have to go through the period of, like, feeling, you know, like, you know, denial. All the stages of, of, you know, when you go through a loss. The last thing is probably going to be a little bit of anger. I bet you at some point a little bit of anger is going to come out. So... I really want you to encourage your husband to express any of the feelings that he's going through. And he might be annoyed, but delicately just talk about the feelings. How are you feeling? What's going on? Get the anger out. Help it, by helping them let off steam, um, you're helping them to get out emotions that could bottle up and bubble over later. So well done. Always be reminding them of their strong points. I think sometimes when people go through a job loss, they start to really doubt themselves and what they're capable of. Your job right now as the partner is to, is to set them up, to remind them of all the great things that they are capable of, of all the great things that they can do. Make them feel loved uh, four big things that you can do to help them through this time. Create some space. He's going to need some time. Like even if he gets back up on the horse and, and goes and looks for another job, create some space or maybe he has some times during the day where he can just go and relax and be on his own and have some time to reflect. Listen, listen, and listen again. Anything that he needs to talk about, you're the ear right now. You're not going to solve any problems by giving advice. You are here to listen and offer support that's the best thing you can do. Share the load, all right? Although he's got no time, well, he's got lots of time, looking for a new job can take so much time. So, like, even though he's not doing anything, maybe don't be like, hey, why don't you go paint that fence like you said you'd do? Or why don't you, loading them up with tasks at the house does not help. He needs time to take some, some space and to figure things out. So, although you're like, well, keep him busy, no, no, no. Give them the time they need. And small gestures matter. Look, any steps towards finding a new job or a new hobby or something to fill them positively, encourage that. Celebrate that. Oh, my God, you want to put on ice skates? You haven't skated for 20 years. Good for you. Get out on that ice. I'm terrified for your life, but go for it. Small gestures, anything that they're doing to try and pep themselves up, support them. I also want to get you to support your husband to maybe find a mentor or a friend or someone else that is going through this or somebody who is perhaps still in the world of of work that they like so they can kind of be talking to somebody else about these things because you know what? You can't be the only person they're talking to. So encouraging them to find some people to chat with about either being in this state, maybe moving forward. The more people that they have in their surrounding um, in that state, the better. Also, because you're going to need a break. You can't be the only one propping them up. So you got to find them some more support networks to do that. But more than anything, I know the both of you will get through it. And I just want to say, I think your husband is so lucky to have a partner who is already thinking about these things and wanting to take steps to support them. Your husband's going to be just fine because he's got someone like you in his life. That's the best advice that I can give right now. Brilliant. Alison, great advice. I don't think I can add to any of that. I think, oh God, just losing your job is just... It's after 30 years too, of being, and this is the, what I mean, it's... It's going to happen. Like there's, there's I think redundancies also the, happening. There's the fact yeah. that he's probably been very loyal to the company, but loyalty yeah. in, in work only goes one way. And then, do you know what I mean? They have no yeah. qualms about getting rid of you. And so there is yeah. that. They have to. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. that sense probably that you've been, you've been let down. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you've worked hard for 30 years and then it's like, bye. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's like a bereavement, isn't it? It really is. You yeah. know, you, you, you know, I think Maureen's right. 
there's a huge amount of investment from yourself that you've given to a company and you expect a certain amount back and then when you don't get it um yeah it must be really hard to feel like you've been well, maybe bereavement's the wrong word but like being like dumped or divorced or yeah, so, so, yeah. you know and, that sort of thing and also often people are kind of their jobs their jobs kind of identifies them do you know what I mean? Absolutely. You, like, yeah, I always say I'm a comedian. I'm a, you know, you always say you're a comedian. Yeah. So, you know, if that's, you know, I know somebody who's, who, who worked in computers and cabling and then, you know, that job ceased to exist because everything's wireless now. So, you know, you were once quite respected and you had a quite, you know, a job that people really needed and then you become obsolete. You know, how depressing is that? Yeah. And also once you get to a certain age, it's, it's more like, difficult. It, it's it's much harder to retrain. There is a great deal of ageism around. People are reluctant to employ someone over a particular age in a new position. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's a very tricky situation, but I think your advice is spot on. And all you can do at the moment for your partner is be that person that is there to support them. And because he will hit the skids, I imagine, at some point and just go, what the hell? Yeah. Um. And it's not the most buoyant time to be looking for work, but it's not impossible. And, yeah. you know, it may be that he finds something that is a passion or a might not pay as much, but something that he really does feel something for. Yeah. You know, look, you're talking to three self-employed women here. <laughs> so, um... But, you know, I was made redundant. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> yeah, I was made redundant just as I started stand up. And that actually worked out really well for me. I mean, I got I got freelance work, which which worked well with with doing stand up. So you just never know. Yeah, you never know. And sometimes one door closes. Oh God, I can't believe I said that. another one opens. No, look at your but, show. The optimist is seeking into you for real. It is it, now, but it Jen. Is That's true. Right. You yes. know, sometimes you think, well, that is the worst thing that could have ever happened to me, and that and that my life is actually now a mess, and it's. But then you don't realise that that, you know, that job or that relationship or whatever, that is over. All of a sudden, it means that you are now available for something else that you don't even know is coming around the yeah. corner. And I, yeah. and I have to say that's happened to me quite a few times where I haven't gotten things or something hasn't happened for me and I've been devastated. And then fast forward a couple of months and I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't do that because otherwise yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do this thing, which I'm actually really enjoying. So um, I wish uh, I wish him all the best and we all hope that, you know, it's not long before he finds something that he feels, you know, good about and passionate about and enjoys and, um, you know, makes some sweet, sweet dough. Uh, Alison, thank you very much for your advices. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. WTB listeners, just a little note to say. Uh, please do pre-order my special, The Optimist, which is out on the 21st of November. You can pre-order it now. It will also come with an audio version of my previous show, Under Privilege. It's through £800 Gorilla, and you can get it uh, and find out all the information in the show notes or on my website or on my Instagram or on my Facebook. Hi, WTB listeners. I don't have a special coming out, and I'm not going on tour, at least not for the moment, due to popular demand. But I do have a book and it's Christmas so come on what, what more could you want it's uh, called Prisons of My Life it's the main character in a lot of the short stories is somebody called M. God knows who she could be just my vivid imagination at play again and you can get it via Amazon link will be in the show notes hey UK WTB listeners uh, I am so excited as I am going on my very first UK tour take a look at my website and see when my show Little Smith Sunshine might be coming to you uh, starting in January February, um, and I'm sure I'm going to add more dates. Speaking of which, if you want me to come to you, let me know where you think I should perform next. You can get tickets at my website, www.alisonjunesmith.com, and that will be in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to meet you all. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double cream. What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> Look, it's time for our eyeballs and our ear rolls and our mouths to all come together and impart what we have been watching on the television. Well, I have been watching on UK TV, uh, I think it originally was on BBC, Traces, which is set in Dundee. And I didn't realise this. I was looking at the credits. Uh, it was co-created and written by Val McDermott, who's a very well-known Scottish writer, and Amelia Bullmore, who's a very well-known actress, very good actress. And it, Yes, I saw it. Yeah, uh, this is season two. I don't know if you've seen season two. Oh, no, I haven't seen season yeah, two. Yeah, um, and it focuses on three female forensic scientists who work in this fictitious uh, forensic college in Dundee. And uh, they're looking in, they uncover the truth of a murder case. So one of the women, she she's Dundonian, but she grew up in, she grew up in, I think, in Manchester, because her mother got killed. And she comes back and she looks into the who's killed her, her mother, and they look into that. And so the second series is all about they've found the guy that they believe murdered the mother, and he's on trial. Um, 
it's you know it's fine it's in dundee which is normally dundee never usually gets set as a location for anything there is a scenario where she's she's had a she has a romance with martin constant and it's one of those things on tv where the romance goes really quickly so they go from me bumping into each other to being madly in love and having a serious relationship you think if it was that quick you'd be running for the hills but you've got to do that because it's of the setup but i quite enjoy it actually did you enjoy it jen traces i saw the first series i think it's absolutely fine it's fine way to spend an hour it's fine it's i mean it's a, a, a it's not a procedural but it's sort of a police kind of a very sort yeah. of bbc police drama is how i describe it. it i i watched it and I, I, I thought it was okay. I don't, I don't remember loving it. I, I remember, there's a bit where one of the forensic scientists, she really likes the detective. And I didn't realise he was married in the first series. I don't know why. In the second series, he's clearly married. And it's a great moment where she's trying not to make out she fancies him because he's there with his wife at this event. And she makes a right cock up off it. And I was like, oh, that's me. I've done that. You know, when you're trying to be really cool and going to be really cool and really calm and I don't really like him and no one's going to notice and then you just make it really really obvious that you really really like him so that was quite funny because I was like oh yeah I've been there I've done that like you said it's got the backdrop is Dundee um yeah. that would be quite familiar to, to to Maureen who has family there and stuff and I think that gives it an extra layer and um yeah and, and also it's not too taxing and it's perfectly enjoyable and so yeah, UK TV is it not on iPlayer either? Is it just I don't know. I I, I just don't know. Uh, series two is definitely on UK TV, but I think it was originally on BBC One. The first series, right? Okay. Well, traces. Check it out. Uh, BBC drama uh, that is available now on something. I don't know. Um, I am going to just talk about a a, a Jesse Buckley a double a whammy of films I watched last week when I was um. Killing time in my hotel room. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is um, uh, Women Talking. It's a uh, a film. Um, it's I think it's a Canadian film actually, and it's 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 about a, a, a group of women. It, it, in this particular setting, it looks like they're Amish, but I think it's based on a book where it's a where it was set in somewhere in South America, like Bolivia, in a, a very sort of religious sector sect. And um, all all you need to know is that it's a if if you think Amish, you know where they, you know it's they they don't use technology. Um, yeah. They're very very religious. It's a very very patriarchal uh, construct. Um, they work as a community. They're completely cut off from the rest of the world. They don't. They certainly don't mix with other people. So it's about basically it's a it's really a play is what it is. But it's been made into a film, and I really really enjoyed it. And I know that a lot of people did not, but I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And it is a. It's got a great cast, hasn't it? The cast is absolutely outstanding. Um, you've got Claire Foy, Rooney Mara, Jesse Buckley, Francis McDormand, Ben Whishaw, Michelle McLeod, Judith Ivey, August Winter, Sheila McCarthy. Most of those are very um, prominent um, Canadian actors. Um, it was uh, they are they all are absolutely fantastic, and it's the, this group of women have discovered. Now they're all in a um, barn. They've got until sunrise to come up with what the decision that they're going to make because they've just discovered that over many many years they have been raped, drugged and raped by the men that they're married to, that they that you know their sons, the you know the the uncles, the people that they trust. They wake up 
they're bleeding, they're pregnant, and the men have been saying, this is the work of the devil, the devil has taken over, this is the work of, you know, um, and, and you have been possessed, that's what's happened to you. Anyway, two young girls uh, are raped by a young boy, they wake up, and they catch him, and can, he confesses, he's like, I was told to do this, we've been drugging you with, like, you know, ketamine or horse tranquilizers and this you know all the men are doing it it's not just me please please don't be cross with me sort of thing so now the women have to have a conversation what are we going to do next how can we continue to live in this colony when we have when this has happened to us and it's all it is it's just a conversation so it's nearly two hours of women talking that's what the 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 um name of the uh movie is women talking and that's what it is and it is fascinating it's brilliant you see the way the women uh the conclusion that they come to how they get there how they all differ some of them are really angry some of them are not uh, are, are really just trying to make sense of it some of them are thinking maybe we can stay and change the way the men think others are thinking no we've got to leave anyway watch it it's fantastic jesse buckley as she is in everything um is absolutely outstanding. So that's a recommendation. Um, you can get it on Netflix, certainly in the UK. I'm sure you can in, in other parts of the world as well. I really love that film. I hope that you do too. The second film is called Men. And it was also, this is also oh, a film that came out in 2022. I've seen Men. Of course you have, because it's mm -hmm. a horror film. Mm -hmm. um, and this is, again, stars... Um, Jesse Buckley, and also it stars uh, Rory Kinnear in a, many, many, many different guises um, because there's, there are lots of men in this film, but they're all played by Rory Kinnear. Anyway, long story short, Jesse Buckley's character is, experiences a trauma. And she's in a very sort of abusive relationship with a man. Something traumatic happens. And fast forward, she um, decides that she wants to go on a retreat in this beautiful house somewhere in, it feels like Gloucestershire or something like that. And uh, just to be on her own, regroup, blah, blah, blah. And whilst she's there, she encounters all of these different men, all played, all look identical in various different ways. And they're all really creepy. Did I enjoy this? Anyway, and then, mm. <sighs> and then the horror starts. Okay. What was this film about? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, is it that men are all the same because it's all played by the same man? I don't know is the answer. <laughs> and by the time it got to the end, I was like... <laughs> you don't know how you feel. I, I know what you mean. I, well, yeah. I do know how I feel. I feel like, what, the, what a waste of fucking time. I, <laughs> I really wanted to like this film. Yeah. There were bits of it that I did really like. Um, I thought it was shot beautifully. I thought some of the direction was fantastic. But the actual story I felt like I was being beaten over the head and I say this as a feminist I just I didn't really get the ending I don't know I hate I hate right I'm not going to be entirely negative because this is very subjective watch it if you want to <laughs> <laughs> yeah and Jessie Buckley is just I you know I I've got uh, you know I, I I've got I think she's fantastic and I pretty much I know that's a bit crap to say you just watch a movie because an actor's in it but I, I that's really why I watched it because she's in it I can recommend the first. I can't say I can recommend the second. Uh, Alison, I don't know if you've got anything to quickly add to that. 
No, I'm with you. Uh, it was one of those movies that the ending, you're like, what exactly? But there was good elements of creepiness. Look, if you like creepiness, I, I go into movies just looking for, I don't know, it was creepy, but I'm with you, Jen. The the overall feeling, I walked away going, eh, I don't really know what I <laughs> watched, but okay, cool. <laughs> but maybe that's okay as well. Maybe yeah. that's okay. Maybe you don't need to know what you've watched. Uh, yeah. if, you want, if you want a conclusion that makes sense, maybe swerve this one. But definitely watch Women Talking. Anyway, Maureen, uh, you have already said what you've said. Yes. And Alison, is back okay. to you. God, it's too early for me, guys. I'm so sorry. Okay. I found a horror that I think is great, that goes along great with the problem of redundancy. So I want to recommend to you a horror movie called Mayhem. Okay. Mayhem tells the story of a virus that infects a corporate law office on the day attorney Derek Cho uh, is framed by a co-worker and wrongfully fired. The infection is capable of making people act out their wildest impulses. Trapped in the quarantine building, our hero is forced to savagely fight tooth and nail for not only his job, but his life. Okay? <laughs> what? Who comes up with these crazy ideas? I mean, like, it's a crazy idea, isn't it? It's so good, though. Yeah, it's sure. so great. <laughs> they drink a monster drink. This is what gives them the virus. <laughs> it is awesome, guys. Why I like this movie so much. Also, uh, the actors in it. Uh, I found this one because it was, I'm looking up, the because uh, I always say it wrong. So, Stephen Ewan, who was from The Walking Dead. This is why I found it because I liked him so oh, much Stephen in the walk. Yeah, yeah, and he was yes. in beef as well. Yeah. yeah, and so I just was like, yeah, let me give it a go. I love this movie. Uh, to me, it's like The Office meets Outbreak. Okay, so I really <laughs> enjoyed. You're gonna put two. I mean, genres I you're gonna put together. That's why it was so great, and why I thought this movie pertains so much to the problem is because, and I'm not, I'm not ruining the movie by giving you the end, but at the end. He, uh, so our hero advises the audience to take control of their own lives before it's too late. And I just thought that was a really inspirational thing. So the whole story is this guy loses his job, wrongfully loses his job. But at the end, we find out that like, probably the best thing that ever happened to him. So I really thought the message out of this horror movie, A, don't drink monster drinks. B, uh, take control of your own lives before it's too late. So Mayhem, it's a zombie film. There's a lot of action. There's some blood. It's kind of funny as well. So I highly recommend it. Mayhem. Yeah. I think I might watch that. That does sound, that's kind of sounds like that's you like, the horror. You like zombies, don't you? I do yeah. love a, I do love a zombie thing. I don't know yeah. what it is. I love a little bit of a post-apocalyptic or even apocalyptic uh, nonsense. Um, Alison, thank you very much for that recommendation, Mayhem. I might check that out today. That's how I'm going to work very quickly with this. Um, <laughs> let's move back to Maureen Younger. She has a corner. It's full of something. Don't put your finger in. It might fall off. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brister. Uh, you really don't need to go to so much effort for those intros. Believe me, just, just say my name would be enough. It's fine. I don't need a big intro. <laughs> Bloody hell. Anyway, Brister. Um, 
I'm going to start introing you now, I think. I, was going to, I, was I a, think you oh. have to. I think you have to. In fact, you can. That's coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this week, Cultural, Cultural Corner, I'm about to say Culture Club. The Cultural Corner is a book club, which is on uh, the 27th of November at 7.30. Details on the WTB uh, book club page on Facebook. Um, this month's book is uh, it's funny when you talk about women talking. Is the Manning Tree Witches, which I, has, I haven't finished yet. I will have finished by the time of book club. Um, it's really well written, very well written. Um, but it's one of those things where you go, this is not going to end well. I mean, obviously, it's set at the time uh, <laughs> of the 17th century, and it's based on a real character, uh, the Witchfinder General, um, and he, he did really exist, Matthew Hopkins. And you've got a group of women and you, it's just misogyny written large. I mean, we still live in a misogynist society. It's just in a different format. But you've got a group of women who laugh at Matthew Hopkins at some point and then they forget about it. And then the author goes, but he didn't. And it reminded me of Margaret Atwood's, well, I'm going to paraphrase, mm. you know, the, the thing that men fear most is women laughing at them. The thing that women fear most is men killing them. And it is so true because you uh -huh. just know that this is all leading to them getting killed. And the, I've got to the bit where they arrest the first woman. And what they're saying is, you know, the, the description of witches was basically any uh, any woman who lived over the age of 40 looked like that, who was impoverished. You know, they were, they did look like an old crone because of the way they lived and, and how they, you know, survived. So it was like, and, uh, you know, witches' marks was like they found a they found a pimple on you or a spot or a, a mole. I mean, you know, everybody has one of those. And, you know, you've got a, a, a daughter who's now basically accuse her mother of witchcraft just to save her own skin and you think you know what because she sees how the, how it's all going and she gets in first and you think you can understand that because if you're gonna you know you're gonna get tortured and die in a horrible way the chances are you will throw other people under the bus mm -hmm. um yeah and it's it's all this uh, you know and it's a time when they didn't really understand things happening so anything bad happened was blamed on somebody you know and it's it's um it's quite a depressing book. I mean, it is very well written, but you kind of think nothing really has much changed because if women put their head over the parapet, now, they still get, you know, now it's they're on social media and they get rape threats and murder threats. You know, you heard that yeah. woman who suggested that Jane Austen should go on the £10 note and she got rape threats and murder. You think, how much did you, did you hate Pride and Prejudice? You know, I mean, to, to, to suggest that a, a very well-known <laughs> UK author be on a £10 note, it's, there's nothing really controversial about that. You know, it's that it's that kind of thing that you know, and that women women join in on this because they obviously don't want you know they want to be seen as like, we don't want to be picked on. So we'll we'll. It yeah. is a really good book, really well written, but it is like you're like, do you want know to? Mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's getting to the end where it's not going to be a nice ending. It's it's those. I mean, yeah, there's there's lots of those great books, aren't there? Where you you know they're very well written. They're about a subject that you know. It's kind of relevant, Still and relevant important, today. even though it's centuries earlier. You gotta be in the mood, though, haven't you? <laughs> it's like, oh, have a little fifty. I mean, it, it, you know, it is well done, but it, you are like, because oh, you know, you're to... you're just getting towards. Can't wait to can't wait the to... bit where they get tortured and murdered. <laughs> yeah. oh, can't wait for that bit. So yeah, so yeah, so that's that was this well, month's book, and next month's book is, is completely different. It's Colson oh, Whitehead, who wrote The Underground Railroad. It was exactly that type of book where you're reading it going, this is a really good book, but it's very depressing because that book's about slavery. But this is called Harlem Shuffle. He's an American author. And I'm just going to read you a little bit about it. Um, basically, Ray Carney, the lead character in this, is a seemingly honest furniture salesman 
but he occasionally fences the odd stolen goods. Then he falls in with a group of robbers. And as the book says, can Ray avoid getting killed, save his cousin and grab his share of the big score, all while maintaining his reputation as the go-to source for all your quality home furniture needs? Oh. <laughs> okay, that sounds like it's a little bit more... Um, yeah, lighter. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a really good writer. Um, Underground Railroad is very good, but again, it's one of those books where you're like, well, if it's about slavery, yeah. I think, you yeah. know, that's another one where you go, okay, I've got to steal myself for that. This. Yeah, but this yeah. this looks quite interesting. So, yeah, Harlem Shuffle, that's going to be our next our next book. Brilliant. Thanks, Maureen Younger. And if you want to join Maureen uh, with her book club, then we do go to our head to our WTB Facebook page. All of the information will be on there. If you're not on Facebook, um, then you can go to Maureen and help me out here. Oh, just just contact me and I can give you the details. That's fine. Just message Maureen. She'll send you the Just, message. yeah. We're very personable people. Um, and with that, uh, thank you very much too. We've recently ha- had a, a flurry of messages. So we just wanted to say thank you for people that have taken the trouble yes. to message us. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. It's very much appreciated. We love to hear from you. And uh, if we haven't replied, apologies. Um, this, we read them and then we always think someone else is going to reply. Oh, Alison will reply or Maureen will yeah. reply or Jen will reply. And then no one replies. Uh, but we do read them and we're all, and we send them to each other and we're very grateful. So thank you. Yes. And thank you for reviews. Those of you who have taken the time to give us yes. some reviews, that, that really good. helps us too. And there's more and more. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But now it is the low light of the show. <laughs> it's Jen moaning yet again. Blah 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 blah. Because she's never happy. Oh my god! I've been on a tour, 116 dates. What a bloody nightmare! I'm selling out all over the place. People love me. I've gone viral on YouTube. Me. What a nightmare my life is. I no longer go and gig for 200 pounds a night. Isn't it a nightmare for me? Anyway, here she is, Miss Upbeat herself, Jen Brister. Don't judge me. Now, you're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And do you know who I blame? Society. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I feel like that's been re- that's been sitting there ready to come out for quite a long that time. That came out really well. I mean, I always feel like that had been rehearsed. Jeez. She's been practicing that in the mirror. Oh. I mean, I have to say that mine are very much thought of on the spot, but that really felt like it had been composed carefully. And edited. With care, edited um, and delivered, actually, with, with marked restraints given... Give the feelings behind it. <laughs> Give me the feelings behind it. So thank you very much for the introduction, Maureen. <laughs> Wowzers. Um, <laughs> I, I always feel like we could end the show on that. <laughs> I, I actually don't think anything I say after that is, is relevant. I think, I think what, Maureen has managed to cover an intro and a goat in one, which is, I don't think it's ever been done before. Do you? Um, not, not yet, but yeah. Brilliant. Maureen, what's so been good. getting your goat? <laughs> uh, reading between the lines, I'm going to say me. <laughs> um, thank you for that introduction, Maureen Younger. Um, well, uh, I, honestly, yet again, I'm going to go back to the trains. <laughs> because 
Don't ever I stop. Go back cope. to the trains. Yeah. yeah. I just can't cope. I don't understand them. I don't understand. I was waiting to get a train about a week and a half ago. And they said to me, I said, my train's been cancelled. I said, um, what do I do? Because I've got to, I've got a connecting train. And they said, oh, you can get on the train before. I said, I said, how can I get on the train before? They said, oh, well, that one's been delayed. I said, oh, okay. So I got on the train before, <laughs> which... I don't know, didn't replace the one after, but was also not the one before because it was 45 minutes after it was supposed to be going, but still before the one I was getting. And I said, can I ask, why Why has the train, why have the trains been cancelled? He said, oh, wet weather. I said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, it's been a bit wet. I said, what are you talking about? We live in, in this is Britain. We only have wet weather. That's all we have. He went, what? Yeah, it's just been very wet recently. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I said, and that has meant that this train has been cancelled, but the one before it hasn't been cancelled. It's just been delayed to leave at the same time, well, five minutes earlier than the train I was supposed to be getting. He said, yep. And I said, and why is this train able to go, but these other trains can't go? He went, what can I say? It's the wet weather. I went, that <laughs> makes no sense. None of this makes any sense. A train has been cancelled. Then it... Another train has been delayed. It leaves about the same time as the train I was supposed to be getting. The one I couldn't get was because of the wet weather, but this one can go despite the wet weather. What is going on? It's not, I don't understand. And I'd like to say that was the only conversation I had uh, around the wet weather situation. But I, 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 I have now decided don't bother getting trains. I've got to get a train to, to Liverpool today. Um, that has been delayed, uh, again, due to weather. I, I lo I'm looking out the window it's not raining. I don't. What is the weather? What is the weather doing? So that that's got that's getting my goat now. But you know, you've got to be you've got to be. I'm trying to embrace the Zen part of the Gen, and you can't change the things that you cannot change and go with the thing. The, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That is exactly. A gen. <laughs> And uh, what I have been doing is paying for a, um, you, if you go on Avanti, what a dreadful service, um, but uh, you, 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 if you want to upgrade to first class, it's often very expensive, but you can actually upgrade to a premium thing. And I think it's only an extra 20 quid. I just do that. Premium seat, now. premium yeah. seat. You yeah. don't get any extras, but you get a seat. And I'm like, yeah. that'll, that'll do pig. That'll do. <laughs> anyway, that's it. For this week's episode of WTB Podcasty, uh, Dankeschön and gracias and uh, Avvida saying and goodbye. Thank you so much. Bye. See ya. Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTB, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Oh, you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.